Hi, this is Steve Nerlick from Cheap Astronomy. www.cheapastro.com And this is Phobos Grunt. Cheap Astronomy originally did a podcast on the Phobos Grunt mission in 2009, but it didn't quite make the launch window, so now it's scheduled for a late 2011 or early 2012 launch window. Launch windows to Mars only come around once every 26 months. If Phobos Grunt doesn't launch this time, there will be another 26 months wait until early 2014. This is all because Mars has a 687-day solar orbit, which is close to, though not quite, twice the time that of Earth's solar orbit. This means there's only one opportunity when the two planets are in just the right spots, to launch a spacecraft, give it a bit of a push up the Sun's gravity well to Mars's orbit, just at the right time that Mars is passing by that particular point. The recent history of launches to Mars reads like this. In 2007, the highly successful, though now ice-entombed, Phoenix mission launched. In 2005 the fabulous Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter launched. In 2003, there was Europe's Mars Express and its lander Beagle 2, which kind of crashed. And, of course, Spirit and Opportunity, the Mars rovers. In 2001, Mars Odyssey was launched, a trusty workhorse still in operation today that, amongst other things, can relay signals from a Mars rover. If you use a Mars launch window, the travel time to Mars is between 7 and 10 months. Alternatively, you could launch at a different time and perhaps try to pursue Mars around its orbit, in which it moves at 24 kilometres a second, but that means you expend more time and more fuel. You could also try flying in the opposite direction to its orbit around the Sun to meet it head-on, but that means you lose all the 30 kilometres a second momentum you should otherwise gain from the Earth's orbital velocity, so it really is best just to use the launch window. So, there's a window opening in November 2011, and both NASA's new Mars rover, Opportunity, as well as the Phobos Grunt mission, are scheduled for launch. If you are wondering, Grunt is Russian for ground, or soil, because that's what the mission is all about. Bringing back some soil, well, regolith really, back from Mars's moon Phobos. It's what rocket scientists call a sample return mission. Phobos Grunt was developed by NPO Lavochkin, which is a bit like NASA's JPL, and the mission will be managed by Russia's equivalent of NASA, the Russian Federal Space Agency, also known as Roscosmos. The Russians' first attempt at a Mars mission dates way back to October 1960, which was the start of the Russian Marsnik program, although unfortunately most of these missions failed on launch. Nonetheless, the Russians were the first to get probes to the surface of Mars in 1971, although both of them crashed on the surface, hence leaving the Americans to make the first successful landing of a functioning probe 
Viking One on the 20th of July 1976. Now, flying to Mars is really difficult, but the Russians have had particularly poor luck, with 18 out of 18 missions so far failing in one way or another. And this includes two previous missions to Phobos. Phobos 2 actually managed to get as far as Mars's orbit in January 1989. It returned nearly 40 photos, then... The Russians' last attempt was Mars 96, a spacecraft launched in 1996, but its launch rocket failed, and, like so many of its predecessors, Mars 96 crashed into the Pacific Ocean. But the Russians are nothing if not persistent, and if Phobos Grunt does succeed in achieving a sample return from Phobos, that will be quite something. The first ever sample return mission was actually Apollo 11, although the first robotic one was the Russians' Lunar 16. The first sample return from outside Earth's gravity well was NASA's Genesis, which collected particles from the solar wind although these were somewhat contaminated when it crashed back to Earth in 2004 due to a parachute failure. Then there was Stardust, which collected particles from the tail of Comet Wilt-2 in chunks of aerogel and returned without crashing in 2006. Then there's Japan's Hayabusa, which may or may not have landed on 25143 Itakawa and managed to collect a few dust grains that were swept up in the attempt. And that's about it. So a sample return from Phobos? That would be quite something. After launch, Phobos Grunt will take about 10 months before getting into orbit around Mars, staying there for a few months to study the planet and its moons, and then attempting the Phobos landing. Assuming that works, it's planned that the spacecraft will use a robotic arm to collect samples and undertake experiments, including heating a soil sample, to check for the release of water vapour. And then finally, after staying for approximately 14 months in the Martian system, a launch window back to Earth will come around and a small rocket-propelled canister will be launched from the top of Phobos Grunt and returned to Earth carrying soil samples, and one other very interesting package. Well, when I say launched, Phobos's gravity is not very strong, with an escape velocity of about 40 kilometres an hour, so the sample return canister will simply be spring-vaulted into space, its rocket only firing when it's well above the surface. The other very interesting package to be returned to Earth is the Planetary Society's Living Interplanetary Flight Experiment, or LIFE, LIFE. The LIFE package will contain 10 types of organisms to be launched with Phobos Grunt and then return to Earth with the Phobos soil sample, that is, the Grunt, allowing us to see just how well these organisms coped with the extreme environment of space over a total of 34 months. That is a 10-month journey each way and a 14-month stay. 
The life package includes an animal, the little segmented tardigrade or water bear, a plant, cressweed, a fungus, would you believe brewer's yeast, three prokaryotic organisms from the archaea domain, known for their extremophilic tendencies, and three other hardy prokaryotes from the bacteria domain, including Conan the Bacterium, also known as Deinococcus radiodurans. The Phobos Grunt spacecraft will also transport a companion spacecraft to Mars, the Chinese Yinghao-1 probe. Yinghao apparently means firefly, but rather than being a tribute to the TV series, it is a transliteration of the traditional Chinese word for Mars. Yinghao-1 will separate from Phobos Grunt after the 10-month journey to Mars and will go into a different orbit to the Russian spacecraft. Then, as well as fulfilling its own research agenda, Yinghao-1 will conduct occultation measures of Mars's ionosphere in collaboration with Phobos Grunt. The idea is that one spacecraft will ping the other just as it is about to disappear around the edge of the planet. Any changes to that signal should reveal valuable information about Mars's upper atmosphere. So what's actually a joint Phobos-Grunt-Yinghao-1 launch will take place from the historic Baikonur Cosmodrome in Kazakhstan, site of Sputnik's launch in 1957, Yuri Gagarin's launch in 1961, and Valentina Tereshkova's launch in 1963. Hopefully Phobos-Grunt's launch, hopefully in the 2011-12 launch window, will achieve a similarly firm place in history. Thanks for listening. This is Steve Nerlich from Cheap Astronomy, www.cheapastro.com. Cheap Astronomy offers an educational website where currency depends on your frame of reference. No ads, no profit, just good science. Bye. Yeah, that one line in there. Blah, blah, blah. Prokaryotic organisms. Blah. Um, <laughs> I hope this turns out okay. And thanks to Durrani for the reading. <laughs>